Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah, the man is a menace. Yeah, building a dynasty. Some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop, give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. It is Friday, October 1st. We have made it to October. We are talking about the Thursday Night Football game, which, again, turned out to be a very good game between the Bengals and the Jaguars. And then Dennis and myself will jump through and break down the rest of the week three. Wait, sorry. No, let's not go back in time. Week four NFL slate, because that's what we have ahead of us, Dennis. How you doing on this beautiful Friday? Man, I'm glad to be at the end of the week, but unfortunately I think I'm going to have an extra day tacked on to the end here. Uh, looking forward to the Buckeyes bringing home victory from Rutgers. And uh, I think my youngins want to go see the high school football game here locally. So once we get off the air here, I think I'm headed over. Like the school is literally just around the corner from our house. It's like a three-minute drive. So pretty excited about that. <laughs> Pitched a game, three innings yesterday, started the game, got the victory. Uh, his team is two and whatever, which is two more victories than I thought they'd have this year. So, <laughs> Hey, that's 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 awesome. You got a nice little family stuff tonight and then football-filled weekend outside of, unfortunately, having to work for a little bit. But, hey, you know, again, well, I, I haven't volunteered bills, right? yet, but it doesn't <laughs> look like there's going to be any other options. So. Yeah. The, 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 what is it? The envious position of being where we are at our jobs, right? Where, you know, you just, you just kind of have to go in there. It's expected of you. So let's, uh, before we jump into the Thursday night football game, as always, we want to say that we are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Again, you can find them on Twitter at PigskinPodNet. You can find all of us on Twitter if you just search the hashtag TPPN. We all tag that when we go live, when we post our podcast, to get a ton of great content on there. Not just us, you've also got other fantasy football, football, straight football, hockey, baseball, soccer, everything. It's a great podcast network to be a part of. They've been very gracious to us. We are thrilled to be a part of them as well. Yeah, if you want to hear them talk about uh, the thrilling last-second victory and uh, uh, Zach Taylor, is that the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor? Yes, yes, Zach Taylor. Uh, Orchestrating with Joe Burrow that last five minutes and 33 seconds. You can go check out the unofficial Bengals podcast hosted by Frank Lapaka on the, the uh, Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm sure he's going to tell you all about that victory. Absolutely. They uh, they are doing a good job with the Bengals. And Bengals, you know, we'll just jump right into it. They win last night, which a lot of them, a lot of us expected them to do. Maybe not quite as close as we expected the game to be. I'll be honest. I know I did not expect it to be that close. I picked up that defense thinking it was going to be a good play this week. 
Uh, they let the Jaguars score 21 on them, but the Bengals do come back and win it 24-21. Dennis, the Jaguars built up a lead, and James Robinson looked really good, and then they just stopped running the ball. What do you think that means for Robinson? And then obviously we saw DJ Chark gets hurt. I believe it was on the very first play of the game. He is out for the season. What do you think that means for Chark and this receiving core with him being gone? Well, I, I think it means that Chark isn't going to score any more fantasy points. Um, no, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to be a dumbass there. Smart ass, I guess. Uh, no, you know, Chark was struggling. He was getting volume, but he wasn't converting. Uh, and he was starting to turn it around. Uh, I actually was faced with the decision in the uh, back row invitational league for my third wide receiver. Was I going to go Chark or Tim Patrick or Corey Davis? And last minute I decided I was going to go with Chark and uh, it serves me right. I was like, man, you, you should go. I, literally my, my internal conversation was really, you should go with Patrick. Patrick is the one. He, he, he's the one that's been playing well. The offense is playing well. He hasn't been. I'm like, no, Chark is going to turn it around. It's Thursday night. Give me some vested interest in this ball game. I'm going to stick with Chark, and I'll be dang if he didn't break his ankle. Um, you know, hopefully Urban Meyer's seeing what he's got with James Robinson, and he's, he's like, hey, I think I can make this James Robinson guy work because if I just give him the ball, James Robinson works. Robinson looks good. He looks quick. He's hitting the hole. He he's running hard. Um, I love me some Carlos Hyde, but man, this is James Robinson's show, and he he needs to get the carries. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying since week one, even though they used Hyde a lot to just kind of hold the course with Robinson and others, as well was not just me that Robinson was going to be the guy. He's just a better running. I saw that in spades last night. I I don't imagine even when uh, Hyde comes back that he's going to steal the role we saw from him week one. Robinson's going to be good to go moving forward. As for the wide receivers, I don't think it, it affects them much on the Jaguars side. We hadn't really seen Shark break out with them this year with Lawrence. He's had two good touchdown catches, especially I think it was week one. I really enjoyed that play. And then last week he had the great play as well. It sucks because he's a young player. I don't believe he's signed a contract extension. I want to say he's still on his rookie deal, if I'm remembering that correctly. So, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. You hate to see it because he's got so much talent, and we really just haven't to, been able to see that full breakout season from him. And the wide receiver core is not great outside of Marvin Jones, who is, you know, we continually underrate him, it seems, every single year, much like Robert Woods. And then he goes out there and produces. You know, Dan Arnold actually made a couple plays in that game last night. I don't think any of us expected him to play. So I don't know that it means much for the, the wide receiver core, though. They're still a – Definitely an improving team. You know, Lawrence looked much better last night than he has any other night. I expect that to continue moving forward. And, you know, we'll, we'll, let's see what happens with Sharko's with you. You know, I started him in a couple places. I've liked him for the past couple years and just hasn't really been able to put it all together. I hate I hate to see that he had to go out with a, with an injury like that. Yeah, Sharko's contract expires after this season. I Honestly, I don't think they bring him back. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's going to be moving on. Uh, Marvin, I think, is under contract. Uh, it was Colin? No, they let Colin Johnson go. Uh, they signed Guyton. Yeah. Was it Guyton? Johnson? No, not not Jalen Guyton. Tyron, uh, Tyron, Tyron Johnson. Johnson yeah. Is, is there? You know, he's the speedster. I think that he can fill that shark role. He's got good size as well. And you know, they're starting to 
not just manufacture touches for LaVisca Chenault. They're actually putting him out and running him in patterns. Yeah. Uh, and, and as long as they do that, I saw somebody tweeted earlier today that going into the game, uh, Visca's A dot was like 4.8 or 5.8. And after the game yesterday, it was like 7.9 or 8.9, something crazy. It's like a, in one game, it ended up jumping like three or four yards. So. Um, that means, you know, they're going to let him get down the field and do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So looking, they have just like the absolute loaded of loaded wide receiver rooms here. Philip Dorsett, Tavon Austin, Laquan Treadwell, Devin Smith. So yeah, they're, they're good to go back there. Yeah. I'm with you. It's maybe uh, they do. Maybe they do bring Chark back. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's not looking pretty. Obviously, you know, we hope Chark lands back on his feet. Cause again, I think he's a phenomenal talent. You, you hate to see someone get injured. Uh, that way, uh, for the Bengals side, though, they started out slow, uh, but they bounced back. Are, are we doing this thing again? This I feel like it's this time every single year. Is is CJ Uzoma a thing? He, he had that game. Are we picking him up? What are we doing? So, in the Dynasty Nerds IDP one, two, three, uh, we, we've got this IDP one, two, three slash Scott Fishbowl for offense um i actually picked up cj uzoma started him uh in that league and i've got a couple years of uzoma uh, but the short answer is no he does it every year he has a couple games where he shows out and then he disappears uh he he's on the field the opportunity's there but you know you'll have a game a game or two where drew sample does the same thing uh, it was really a function, I think, of opportunity with Higgins being out, um, being behind, so they were throwing the ball a little more. Now his first touchdown, I think it was the first one where uh, Burrow was under pressure and broke out to his left, and uh, Uzoma yeah, left one. him, and he worked back across the field. He, you know, that was a veteran play. He he knew what he was supposed to do. His guy went with the wide receiver and, you know, on the rub or the pick play or uh, the rub play. I'm going to call it a rub play because I'm an offensive guy. Uh, the pick play, if it's a defensive guy, uh, they they both went with the wide receiver and left Uzoma. And he just worked his way across the field when he saw his quarterback in trouble. Made a brilliant play, looked athletic for a guy who uh, doesn't profile very athletically or very fast. Uh, he looked pretty fast, especially on that bubble screen that, uh, you know, who throws a bubble screen to a four, seven tight end, you know, and, you know, the Taylor thing is I, I saw, that I, I, you know, Burrow audibled into that. It, it was, it wasn't the play that was called Burrow looked at the defense and remembered something from preseason and, and was like, Oh, I'm going to, he changed into that play. Well, I watched that play happen and I went, you know, that's a touchdown with T Higgins. He would Higgins wouldn't have got caught. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the main thing right there. You just mentioned T Higgins out. He's going to throw the ball around. We know that they're going to throw the ball. They, they don't have a great offensive line. Uh, we saw that with Mixon again last night, struggling for a little bit, does get the touchdown to save your day, gets an ankle injury. They're saying not a major thing should be good to go by week five. So I'm not too worried uh, about the Mixon injury, but I'm with you on Uzoma. you know, I wouldn't be against anybody going out there and picking it up because we have seen the flashes. Maybe if you really want to buy in, what is this, a fourth or fifth year 
breakout here for CJ Uzoma in this offense. He does have clearly much better weapons around him than he's ever had there with Cincinnati for the most part, outside of AJ Green. So if you want to go up and pick him up, I wouldn't be I wouldn't talk you out of it if you really want to do it. I mean, but I'm not spending all your fab on him. You're it's yeah. like a third or fourth guy you're grabbing and hoping that this is the real thing. It, it's point. a situation where could he be tight end twelve? He could be, but yeah. thirty other guys could be too. Exactly. Because, yeah. because that range from tight end, you know, seven to twenty yeah. is is why it, it's a narrow band of, with a lot of people in it. There's not a ton of yeah. points that separate it. So, yeah, he could be a tight. He could be a tight end one this year, uh, especially if he has a couple games that he produces that many points. So, uh, you know, is he worth stashing on your bench? Yeah, I don't think he's worth forcing into your lineup. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not putting him in my lineup after the uh, after the one good week. And you know, I'll just say on the tight ends. I mean, it right now. Dawson Knox is still only 6.7%, and Tyler Conklin is 3.3%. I think I'd still rather have both of those guys right now because Knox has done the same thing and really, realistically, the same thing as Uzoma in the past here and, and shown like flashes in a game or two and then kind of disappeared. Maybe he's about to disappear, but he's been very productive through three weeks. He seems to be more a part of that offensive game plan there for Buffalo. And then Conklin obviously had the big game last week. We'll see if he can consp- if he can continue on that with uh, – with uh, them going up against Cleveland this week. Dennis, we know that everybody tuning into us loves to hear about our rankings and everything, but none of us are Hall of Famers. So where can they go to get a Hall of Famers advice when it comes to everything fantasy football? I am so glad you asked, Matt. I have just the place to go. If you go to footballdiehards.com, you can get the Flash Update Pro, the suite of tools that have helped Bob Harris of SiriusXM Fantasy become a fantasy football hall of famer. Uh, there's rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts. I was on there today uh, as I was doing some show prep, looking to see who was giving up the most points to certain positions. Would it make sense? You know, who's good against tight ends? Who's bad against tight ends? Can I find next week's CJ Uzoma? Is he out there? I was looking. If you go to uh, footballdiehards.com, click on the Flash Update Pro, use our code ROUNDTABLE, all one word, for an additional 15% off the already low price of $24. All right. Week is here let's get into it first game on the docket the one and two washington football team at the one and two atlanta falcons dennis the washington defense has struggled is this the game that gets calvin ridley and kyle pitts going this week if not is there cause for concern well I, you know i think there's cause for concern just because matt ryan has has really stunk up the joint um the offense hasn't looked great in general uh mike davis uh you know, apparently he, he shouldn't have put so much weight onto those thighs because uh, that's certainly not helping him uh, lug the ball forward. It's a situation where Washington is, I think they're like the fourth or fifth, uh, they're, they're like fourth or fifth most points against wide receivers. They haven't been great. And so, it is a good opportunity for Calvin Ridley and 
even Kyle Pitts to get right. So could it happen? Could it be productive? I, I think from a fantasy perspective right now, I think we're all just kind of hoping for a, a Bortlesian kind of season from Atlanta where Ryan starts to rack up passing yards, Ridley and, and Pitt starts start to rack up receiving yards and, and receptions, but they're just not going to win a lot of games um, because clearly they're not going to win a lot of games. I think Arthur Smith is going to be a fine coach. Uh, I don't know if he'll be, you know, Andy Reid. I don't know if he'll be Jeff Fisher. Um, but I do believe that it's going to take him a couple of years, especially now that they've kind of hung the albatross of Matt Ryan's contract around their neck. Yeah, I am with you. I'm okay with Pitts going off this week. I really don't want Ridley to have a big game. I'm going up against him in quite a few leagues for some reason, and that means he's going to go ahead and go off, but I'm with you. You're probably hoping for a lot of garbage time production from those guys. Atlanta just – I mean, they played good last week. They ended up beating a Giants team that nobody really thought they were going to end up beating. And Outside of week one, the offense has been okay, but they really seem to be – these defenses really seem to be stepping up and taking Ridley away where I don't think any of us thought that. We thought with the volume he would get – he would still be very productive, and we haven't quite seen that. I do think that they eventually kind of lock in and then get that taken care of. I did think the um, quote by Matt Ryan earlier this week was very interesting, that he said defenses seem to be planning for pits the way that they used to plan for Julio Jones. That might be a reason why we have not seen Kyle Pitts succeed the way a lot of us thought he would, but they're going to have to get that figured out eventually because he can't just not produce, especially with you drafting him at the four spot in the draft. Core Daryl Patterson, we talked a lot about him after the weeks that he's had here. I I think that he's got to be in every week start right now, especially in the flex spot until you see that go away. I mean, Mike Davis has looked okay, not great uh, at times, and they really seem to be using Cordero Patterson in the receiving game there, which I think helps him. We know he was a former wide receiver, receiver converted to running back here, but he's got that upside of being able to be used all around the formation. He's going to catch the ball. He's also going to get some rushes. I think with as bad as this offense is and how often he's likely going to be out on the field, he's got to be at least a flex play every week. Do you agree with that, Dennis? Yeah. I I mean, given the state of the running back position, if you've got a running back that's kept getting eight or nine targets a game and five or six carries a game, I, I think you have to have him in there, at least in a flex. Um, going into week four, Cordero Patterson is uh, running back 17 and uh, Mike Davis is running back 23. So they're both top 24 running backs. That, that's not terrible. Um, you know, but neither one of them are producing any big boom kind of games. They're they're just they're like averaging RB seventeen and RB twenty three. It's not like one will you know one of them's RB three or four one week and then they drop down. It's it's like they're just kind of plugging along there, uh, not being very exciting. Uh, you know, and, and I I agree with teams. Of course, they're going to guard Kyle Pitts like they did Julio Jones. And unfortunately, Kyle Pitts isn't Julio Jones because it didn't matter when they guarded Julio Jones like that. But it's kind of mattering that they're guarding Kyle Pitts like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. I think you would agree with this and that. Uh, there's only one Julio Jones. He he. There, you're not going to find another one. Uh, and Kyle Pitts just doesn't have the speed and explosiveness. But uh, I'm, you know, he'll be fine. I'm not worried about and, it. And I just you'll thought be able it was to great. watch Julio Jones watch a game this week. 
That's well, I don't know. You know we'll see. He's Julio out. doesn't. Yeah, no, he yeah, has to say he's not not going to play. Uh, I will be picking the. I'm going to pick Washington. I, I I think they're just a better team. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to get this defense figured out because it has not been as good, at least as we thought it was going to be. Matt is taking Washington as well. Dennis, who are you picking for this game? I, I'm taking Washington, but I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta has a good game through the air. Yeah, secondary is not been nearly as good as I hoped it was going to be. Next up, uh, probably the one game I'm not going to pay any attention to, if I'm being honest. Uh, the one and two Texans at the two and one Bills. We saw Davis Mills looked good last week on that Thursday night game. You know, short pre- pre- preparation. He did not get a lot of time being the starter. Played obviously a little bit there beforehand, but then comes in, doesn't get a lot of time to prepare for the Panthers. Goes out, has a good game. Are you expecting him to have a good game here against the Buffalo Bills defense? Man, I'm not. I, you know, I, I've got a terrible team. We're we're in a league together, and I, I think. And right now, my three quarterbacks. I I have Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Jacoby Brissett. That's my those. That's my three quarterbacks in a super flex league. Um, it, it's a uh, you know, I think Davis Mills could he be a serviceable quarterback? You know, could he have a Mike Glennon type of career where he just hangs around as a QB two or three for teams? He becomes a quality backup. He could. I don't think we're looking at a situation where he gets thrust into uh, games like Justin Herbert did. And he's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, wow, this guy's good. I I don't think he has that kind of skill set. I I don't think he has the juice there. So I'm not expecting. I, I'm actually benching Mills for Wilson and Brissett this week. So, yikes! Yeah, that, that that tells you everything you need right there. Yeah, I'm with you. The only player I trust is Brandon Cooks. He seems to be uh, QB proof. I think you're good to go, even though neither one of us expects Mills to have a good game. Stephon Diggs has been getting targets, but hasn't quite gotten the big numbers. I think that that changes this week. You know, Houston's secondary hasn't been that great. I think the, the Stephon Diggs. Blow-up game is coming. I do think it's going to happen this week. Digs in for a massive week. I think I had him seven or eight in my ranking weekly rankings this week. So I'm all in on Diggs, kind of returning to that 2020 season. What are your thoughts on Diggs this weekend? I mean, it's as good a week as any. I've got him at wide receiver four this week. So Ooh, okay. I'm, expect- I'm expecting him to, to get out there and do some business. Uh, you know, Houston just isn't that good. They're they're playing hard, but they they just don't have the talent. It, you know, they've built that team to rebuild. They're like my DQL team, where you know it's pretty awful. Actually, I'm I'm really interested to see how they play out the rest of the season, and I think that's gonna have. Um, Cause a lot of us to have a very interesting conversation on David Culley because we did not see the Texans play this way for Bill O'Brien last year. I do find it very interesting in a coach that a lot of us thought was probably just going to be like a quick, I don't want to say a stopgap coach, but a guy that they, we thought maybe only be there for a year or two as they rebuild. They've been playing really hard for him and they really seem to enjoy playing for him. I wouldn't hate it if they continue to play this way and are in every single game 
win a couple more games. I have no doubt they're going to be able to win more than one. I think I picked them to go over two or three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with the way they're playing that they steal a few more here or there. If maybe the Texans give Coley a shot once they're able to actually rebuild, but it's probably going to be a couple years with the way O'Brien traded all those picks away. <laughs> kind of like what Urban Meyer's doing in Jacksonville. Uh, I am taking the Bills, though, to win this game. Uh, so is Matt Dennis. Clean sweep. Clean sweep it is. All right. Next up, Dennis, your Detroit Lions 0-3 at the 1-2 Chicago Bears. I feel like we, you could say the same thing about the Lions a couple years ago. They've been playing really good football and just have kind of gotten burned by the end by the, the end result. Are they the best 0-3 team in the league? Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> They're my Detroit Lions. See my Barry Sanders jersey? Yeah, you know, they're – they're playing hard for Campbell. Um, Swift is looking great. Jamal Williams is looking good. They have a dearth of talent uh, at wide receiver and on defense. I mean, they've got a top three or four tight end. Jared Goff is a, a you know, he's a game manager. I don't know. I don't mean it as a slight. I just mean it as a, he has to, he plays better in structure. And it, if they can, keep the offensive line healthy, then he'll be able to play in structure and they can make some things happen. Uh, the defense is going to have to come around though. Um, I, I like, I, I, I like uh, DeAndre Swift and, you know, you know, Williams puts out some flex worthy numbers. I, I think they have to not forget TJ Hawkinson is on the team a la last week, but uh, I mean, he, he, he needs 10 targets a game right now. Man, how the narrative has changed on DeAndre Swift. There, I, I not nobody here was. There was a lot of people fading him this offseason, and he has been absolutely fantastic. I will admit that I'm very happy that Coach Campbell has come out and said that we're going to see more and more of Swift because it really does feel like, at least with the way Anthony Lynn talked about him in the preseason, that he really wants to get a lot more Jamal Williams out there. But Swift has been absolutely amazing. And as you mentioned, Jamal Williams, too. That, that backfield duo has been Really, really good, and I think they're going to continue to do that all season long. You know, Goff hasn't hurt them as much as I think we all kind of thought he was. Those wide receivers have been decent when they got the ball. He's really dumped off to Swift and Jamal Williams a lot, but I'm with you. Hawkinson, two targets. You got to be better than that. I think that they will be moving forward. Andy Dalton or Justin Fields this week, and does it matter against Detroit? Well, Goff is actually QB 14 on the season right now. That I would be honest, I did not think that was a number you were about to say. So, you think higher or lower? I thought closer to twenty. I I, yeah. I knew I figured he was still a QB two, but I would have been honest if you would have been, hey, guess where golf is? I'd have been like twenty twenty one would have been my guess. Yeah, I mean he's it's it's especially after a two target game for Hawkinson to still be at QB fourteen uh, after three weeks. Anyways, uh, back to uh, Daltner Fields. I, you know, I want to say yes, it matters because Fields is a more talented player. But there's a big part of me that says, no, it doesn't matter because Nagy is such an awful coach. I I don't, it, did, have, when's the last time we saw a, a coach put a plan together that basically did all of the worst things a player can do and and none of the good things the guy does it was it it just didn't seem to match 
And it's like he wants to prove his point like Jay Gruden did with, with Dwayne Haskins. But, you know, some of that's on field. He held the ball long. And uh, there are some things where I think for fields, he sometimes he's just got to run anyways, regardless of what – if it's there, he's got to do it. He's got to make those decisions. Um, I, I don't think it's going to matter a lot. Uh, I because I feel like Detroit's defense isn't that good. And so whether whether it's Dalton or Fields or Foles, um, Chicago should be able to get some points. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about this on Monday. You know, I'm worried. I don't want Fields. I don't think he gets ruined if he goes out there and continues to play that way because I do think if a different coach comes in and helps build the offense around what his skill set is, then he's going to be just fine. I mean, I don't believe that that kid's going to crumble after a bad week. I also don't want to see him, though, thrown out there every week with like little chance to succeed. We've seen a lot of people come out and say that some of that was on fields, and I do believe that. I don't think that, that was all on Nagy in the offensive line. But let's also be honest, if you're – you know, if you roster A-Rob, if you roster Darnell Mooney, hell, if you roster Cole Komet, right now all those guys have been better with Dalton. I think Dalton should start maybe, and I'll, I'll even say this, I don't know for a fact, but I feel like maybe I was wrong to try and want to see Fields out on the field that quickly. Maybe Matt Nagy and them were right that he just wasn't ready yet because there were times that he did not look ready. Now, granted, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney is one of the best defensive dudes you can come coming at you, especially with the bad offensive line. Uh, so maybe he doesn't look that bad this week here against Detroit because I don't know that their defensive line is even quite they're, – they're not what the Browns is right now. I, I think that's fair to say. So if I, I kind of want to see Fields go out there because I'd like to see what he can do against the defense. I think he could have some success against, but I wouldn't be surprised if to throw Dalton out there. I will say that I believe Dalton has not practiced all week, though. Now, granted – Season veteran, he probably doesn't need the practice to go out there. But I think if you were to look at it right now with him not practicing all week, I would think Fields is the likely starter unless Matt Nagy pulls something crazy and decides to throw Nick Foles out there. I am going to assume that Fields starts, and so I hate to do this, but I'm going to pick the Bears and the Lions to go to 0-4. Oh, I'm going to say screw you, Matt. I'm taking the Lions. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. Matt is picking the Bears as well. This uh should be one of the very good early window games here. The three and Carolina Panthers at the two and one Dallas Cowboys. The Panther, how do you feel that the offense will change for the Panthers here now with CMC out of the lineup? They get Hubbard and Royce Freeman in to take his spot. I, I think the concepts that they're doing are gonna stay relatively the same. You know, Hubbard is fast. We know that about him. Um, Freeman is a good one-cut runner, and both of them are capable pass-catching backs. So my biggest concern isn't so much what the running back position is going to do because I think they're going to be serviceable. Uh, are, are they going to be 30 fantasy points? Probably not. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if they combined for 20. Um, but I think the issue is going to come down to is Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, will the two of them be able to step up if Tra Trayvon Diggs uh, – is it Trayvon? Stefan? No, Trayvon? The Diggs guy, cornerback. Yeah, yeah, it's Trayvon Diggs, yeah. 
if if Diggs shuts down DJ Moore because Diggs is playing some good ball, uh, and and I now that they traded Arnold, you know who's the tight end and in, in the, they back to Ian Thomas. Yeah, I no, I think uh, oh God, who am I thinking of? No, Tremble. Tremble will be. Oh, playing. that's right, Tommy Tremble. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, if Hubbard can play like he did his junior season in college. I think he's going to have a good game, but we saw a little bit of a drop off there his senior year. I also don't know that they'll be very good running the ball. I mean, Dallas's defense has looked a lot better. Micah Parsons has come in there and like solidified that linebacking core in a major way for the, for the Cowboys. They've been really good passing the ball. And I think that they're going to have to a little bit to keep up with Dallas's offense. You know, Dallas has been a little bit more balanced this year than I thought they would be. I really thought they were going to lean on Dak to throw the ball a lot. They haven't had to, and I think some of that comes down to how good that defense has been. I do think this is going to be a really good litmus test for the Carolina Panthers as well. Haven't really played a super tough opponent, and the Cowboys look like one of the best teams in the NFC, even though they have. I mean, they took the the Buccaneers to the wire, and that's their only loss. So I'm very interested to watch this game to see what this offense looks like because I think we're going to find out, is Sam Darnold for real? Because he had two – they didn't end up being turnovers, but he had two fumbles in that game last Thursday in Panthers territory that could have ended up costing them majorly. Uh, and they ended up being lucky enough to fall down on the ball and keep it for the offense. So very intrigued to see how this game works out. I, I do think that they lean heavily on their passing game though. And I, I wouldn't be quiet if this is a little bit of a quieter game for DJ Moore's, as you mentioned, I think Diggs is going to get him a lot. And as you mentioned, he's been very good at picking every single game so far this season. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets another with the way Sam Darnold tends to slink it at sl- slink it sling it at times. Uh, Carolina's secondary though is banged up. Do you expect this to be a big game for Dak and CD Lamb, or are you picking a different one? Well, I guess really the only other wide receiver you would pick is Cooper. So I'll say Lamb or Cooper. Yeah, I mean that's what they do. So it, of course I expect the Cooper and Lamb to have good games. Dallas's offense is powerful. Uh, Zeke is playing really well. Pollard is a little bit more explosive, but Zeke is running hard. He's running with power. Uh, and, and Dalton Schultz looks great at the tight end position. I, I don't know if they're, you know, if it's going to be a game where Cedric Wilson steps up and does something or or Blake Jarwin steps up. I, I think right now it's it's Lamb and Cooper and Elliott, and then uh, Pollard has some flex-worthy appeal. And uh, I don't want to say the tight end is boomer bust, but I don't think you can count on 79 yards and two touchdowns every week. from uh, No. No, I mentioned this last week when we talked about the Cowboys-Eagles uh, game. The Eagles were getting beat in the middle of the field badly. That's I, I picked. Of course, I picked the wrong one. I picked uh, – Jarwin. Uh, Jarwin to have the big game and end up being Schultz, but uh, I don't think that happens this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be Lamb. I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the week. I'm still a little bit worried about Cooper and the and the rib injury. He doesn't seem to be a hundred percent, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lamb that has a big game. We may be a week or two away from Cooper being back to like a hundred percent seeing that week one. Uh, Amari Cooper game and Dak. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if we see a big game from him either. I really think this is going to be another Zeke and Pollard show. Uh, Dak has not had to throw it a ton. And, and with that secondary being beat up, I, I think that they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. They'll hit him with a couple big plays here and there, but I think Dak's going to be like right around 30 attempts. And I, I'm 
The only thing, the only thing going against that is while Dallas gives up the six fewest fantasy points to yeah. running backs, Carolina gives up the fewest. They haven't played a Zeke and Pollard yet. I don't think that is they? correct. They had Rojo. They no, the wait, Jets, they, play they played Tampa, the Jets. Who was their other game? Wait, they did no, they didn't play Tampa, not yet. There's the Saints. because oh, I, I thought it was Tampa too. I was like, right. they played Rojo. Wait, no, Kamara. Yeah, and then uh whoever they played last week, and I can't think of it. Oh, James Robinson, uh Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, so they haven't played a Zeke and uh, that's the thing. Their defense, I believe, is like one of the top defenses and everything. They haven't quite played anybody yet. I mean, they've looked a lot better than we thought, but they haven't quite played anybody. So I don't, I'm not believing in that defense. They do it this week, I'll believe in them. But I, I think this is going to be more of a Zeke and Pollard show. As much as I hate to do this, because I love just to see the Cowboys and Cowboys fans suffer, I think they're going to get this win. I'm taking them to win the game. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. The 0-3 Indianapolis Colts at the 1-2 Miami Dolphins. Dennis, is Frank Wright going to remember to use Jonathan Taylor this week? Well, I hope so because Miami gives up the fifth most rushing yards to running backs. So um, I I know Taylor is a little bit dinged up, but, man, and their offensive line still is a a, a little bit dinged up. I think Nelson is officially out. But, you know, play – Play your studs. We say in fantasy all the time, maybe somebody from fantasy needs to ring up Frank Reich and say, hey, man, play your studs. That's what they're for. Play them. Uh, I, you know, I think Carson Wentz is doing okay getting the ball to the wide receivers. Uh, it should be a close game. You know, the records are 0-3 and 1-2, and but I feel like both teams are a little bit – I feel like it's a. it should be a 1-2 and two and a 2-1 and one kind of uh, – matchup instead of 0 and 3 and 1 and 2. So yeah, I, I feel like it's a 17 carry game for Taylor. I hope so, but it probably means Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack, who I know has requested a trade. Uh they'll they'll find a way to have him active for this game to like boost his value or something. I don't know. Right. I, I just I don't I can't trust Frank Reich anymore, but I hope so because you're right. This is definitely the matchup. I mean he had a bunch of carries week one, saw it diminish a little bit la- uh, the week in week two, and then last week I think only had like 10 carries. It's just been weird usage again for Jonathan Taylor, for one of the best backs in the league in my opinion. I, I don't understand that. Um, and as for the Dolphin side, as you mentioned earlier, you're starting Jacoby Brissett in the Superflex League. We know he'll be the quarterback again this week for the Dolphins while Tua is out. I don't know that I trust anybody on this offense. I mean, we saw Gusecki had a good game last week. Jalen Waddle is getting a lot of catches, not really a lot of yards. He's getting everything right around the line of scrimmage and not being able to do much with it. You know, I guess I'd feel comfortable starting Gusecki just because, as we mentioned with CJ Uzoma at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of variance here at tight end. Anything could could move one way for you and end up having a big week. But outside of Gusecki, I'm not sure I'd start anybody. I mean, the Colts' defense is not bad. It's not as bad as their record indicates. Like you mentioned, they're not a bad team. Gaskin just really hasn't gotten going yet. So I think for me, I I would play Gusecki at tight end, but I'd kind of probably bench everybody else on this team. What about you? Well, you know, I don't have a ton of faith in Jacoby Brissett to produce, you know, a powerful offense. Uh, I, I think he can produce... A close game, uh, but at Brissett, I, if, if he could, uh, if he could lift a team up, he'd be the Indianapolis quarterback. They had him for a year. They gave him a shot, and what we saw was 
uh, he's kind of Trent Dilferish. Um, if, if that's what you want in a quarterback, then that's what you, you can get that with Jacoby Brissett. He isn't going to carry your team. Uh, he's probably not going to make a ton of mistakes uh, trying to force the ball in, but he's probably also going to keep you in third and five a lot because you're only getting five yards on first and second down. Um, I'm probably going to avoid the passing game where I can. I do think that, you know, Devontae Parker is probably the most reliable guy uh, in that passing game. Uh, and I'd like to think Gaskin gets on track here. That seems like uh, for all of the hand wringing that occurred in preseason about it being a three headed monster, it's pretty much miles Gaskin is the yeah. man there. So, all right. I am. I just can't pick the Colts. I I, I don't well, I, I'm going to take the Colts to win it. Actually. I changed my mind. I'm taking the Colts. I, I think that they're going to get the win here. Yeah. I have the Colts as well. Uh, and Matt picked the Dolphins. So, all right, the two and one Cleveland Browns at the one and two Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a softer matchup, although that defense has kind of turned it around. They looked a lot better last week than they had the first two weeks, and Seattle is no pushover. Uh, but do you expect a big week here for the Browns offense? Well, the opportunity is there. Minnesota gives up the what is that? The tenth most yards rushing. And we know what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, can do. Uh, you know, that's what was that? I think that's Nick Chubb RB. Uh, Nick Chubb, where'd you go, man? I had you right there. See, Kareem Hunt's RB7 and Nick Chubb is RB3 on the season in PPR. So, I know uh, Hunt gets a lot of his stuff through the air, but we've seen Hunt be a super good, you know, Hunt is a good running back. I, I dare say there's probably, you know, there's 32 teams in the NFL. There's probably 26 of them that Kareem Hunt would be the starting running back on. Can you I imagine? Agree. Can you imagine what Kansas City would look like if Kareem Hunt was their running back? I don't need to. I, I've, I've witnessed it. <laughs> they were pretty good with him there. Yeah, so, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I I, just, I'm go. I, I'm with you. Uh, I think uh, obviously that defense. I'm very interested to see how this game works because we we give Minnesota's offense a lot of crap, but they've actually been one of the fastest like moving teams in the NFL this year with the way they've been calling plays. They they've actually been running a lot of plays this year, which you would not expect out of a Minnesota offense. It feels like they've kind of just told um, I can't remember his name now is um uh, Zimmer to just kind of F off when it comes to we're going to run our offense the way we want to. You worry about the defense. The Browns, not so much. They're in the middle of the pack, and we know that they like to run the ball. So I'm very curious to see if, if Minnesota starts scoring a little bit because Kirk Cousins has looked much better than I think he has most years in his career. He's been really good so far to start off the season. If he starts putting up some some points against this Browns defense, I'll be curious to see how quickly the Browns try to get back in it. But I do think this will be a good game for the Browns offense. I mean, Baker has been really good. I thought Odell looked good in that game coming back. I'm, I'm excited to see him continue to work more and more back in that offense. Just need Jarvis to come back healthy. But I'm, I'm liking what we're seeing out of the Browns offense. With Cleveland's defense, be will Cleveland's defense be able to slow down Kirk Cousins in the passing game? I mentioned how good he has been to start it off. I, I think that... 
I think Kirk might still end up having a good game. The big key is going to be, can Garrett and Clowney cause as much pressure in the backfield like they did to Justin Fields this past week in Chicago? So I think the offensive lines are comparable. If so, it's going to be a rough day for Cousins in this passing game. Still think Jefferson and Thielen get theirs, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Cousins puts up some points here on this defense. Do you agree? I, I wouldn't be surprised, but the Browns' defense gives up the eighth fewest yards passing yards to wide receivers uh, and i know newsom is coming on uh denzel ward always well, New- well newsom's out this week that's another reason why uh, i'm worried it's greedy as the starter yeah I had someone someone sent me a message earlier today it's like hey what do you think about Thielen?" i was like he gets greedy he's gonna score at least one touchdown this week right. like it, he's well, gonna be good i mean Thielen is just such a great route runner i think yeah. if, if they get close he's gonna score anyways um yeah, but Cleveland's defense is playing well. I, you know, I guess you have to decide what does slow that offense down mean? Quotation marks. Right. You know, are, are they going to score twenty six instead of thirty three? And you're going to call that slowing it down? I don't know. It, it was nice to watch Odell come back and play well. The Browns look good. It wouldn't surprise me if this is a 37-33 game. You know, it, and and that the defenses don't play bad. It's just that the offenses make plays. Yeah, I mean, they, they've both been really good to start off the season. And I'm just hoping that the 37-point team will be the Browns. That's who I'm picking to win this game. What about you? Well, let's make it another clean sweep. All right. That's not. That's usually all the way down. That's usually not good. That's the bad thing. Usually, when we have a bunch of clean sweeps, it's not good for the team that we we are clean sweeping here. So, the zero and three New York Giants at the two and one New Orleans Saints. We saw Saquon Barkley get going here in Week Three, but he is going up against a stout defensive front here in New Orleans. Dennis, do you think we see that continue this week, or are you a little bit hesitant on Barkley? Um, I, I don't think you. Maybe you temper your expectations, but I think he's coming on. He's starting to hit his stride. He's starting to feel healthy. Uh, and he, between his running and passing, his, his rushing and, and pass catching, he's the show. Uh, Sterling Shepard is out. Darius Slayton is out. Kenny Galladay's gimpy. Uh, so that leaves Kadarius Tony and C.J. Board. And uh, is Ingram back this week, or is he still – Yes, Ingram. Ingram is back, and I think Colin Johnson, if I'm remembering oh, correctly, yeah. is yeah, pulled he, up. So yeah. he's he's there now too. So it, it's you know the the passing game is going to be a little bit suspect. Um, so it's Bar it's Barkley's show. So I'm I'm I, I'm in for him to have a good game. If on nothing else, just pure volume. I hope so. I mean, I've I've said it before. He's been so good in the passing game since he's come up into the NFL, and I'm with you because I think that, uh, my goodness, the Saints can focus in on trying to slow them down on the run. So if they're able to dump the ball off to him a lot, he should succeed. Uh, He's just one of those players you can't sit because he he can break a big play. He looked looked like he's been healthier and healthier every single week. He's still got that speed and explosiveness. So all it takes is one dump off, gets a good block here, and he's gone to the end zone. It makes your day. So you can't sit a player like Saquon Barkley as good as he is. But I I am tempering expectations a little bit because, as you mentioned, I feel like the Saints defense is probably coming in this. Like, yeah, we'll worry about C.J. Board and Colin Johnson beating us. Let's focus on Saquon Barkley. So he may be a little bit kind of keyed in here, but I just I don't think you can sit him. Um, Aside from Kamara – 
Do you trust to play any New Orleans players here against the Giants? Well, I do feel like this is going to be an opportunity for the tight ends. Uh, the Giants give up the fifth most receptions to tight end and tied for the most touchdowns to tight ends. Um, I think this could be an oppor- uh, you know, another mirage of the old Juwan Johnson from week one popping up to make another appearance before he disappears for a few weeks. Uh, and, and Cole Komet, too. I think this is an opportunity for the tight ends. Uh, you know, Marquez Callaway seems to be coming around after falling on his face from the preseason hype. Uh, you know, little Jordan Humphrey's doing a little producing down there. I I don't think other than Kamara, though, it, it's, it's flex darts is what it is. You know, you, you've got guys that you're yeah. sticking in your last flex spot. Uh, even Juwan Johnson, if you're starting him at tight end, is because you're going, all right, I'm at the table, baby. Let's make yeah, these dice yeah. hot. Give me, give me, give me, give me a seven. Let's roll a seven. You, yeah. you are hoping exactly for that. You were hoping for sevens getting those touchdowns. I feel the same way about Callaway. He's the only one I might take a shot on. They seem to get him a little bit more involved last week. The most targets he's had since week one. Uh, but then again, you've got Jameis Winston throwing the ball. I just, I don't know what to think of that so if you're throwing anyone in there outside of Kamara you are going for the home run uh I'm going to take the Saints I just I don't see how the Giants win this game looks like you and you and uh Matt are going to be right on the Giants record here I had them with like six wins I I with the way they they played good but I just don't think they've got enough to get a get a lot of wins this season yeah uh Matt and I both took the Saints as well so it's another clean sweep here in week four the 2-1 and one Titans at the 0-3 Jets. It is just Derrick Henry for the Titans here. Brown and Julio were ruled out literally, I think, an hour or so before we jumped on and started recording. Are you worried about Tannehill? I mean, you can't sit Derrick Henry. I don't care if he's going against the 80 Bears. Like, you're playing Derrick Henry because he's going to get his. But Tannehill really doesn't have anybody to throw it to. We've seen Ferks are still dealing with an injury. In a super flex league, if you've got another quarterback, are you sitting Tannehill? Because the Jets defense very good against the pass. A lot of people may not realize that. Yeah, I I don't know that I'm sitting Tannehill because I think he's probably still one of the top 24 quarterbacks. But I am tempering my expectations because, as you say, the Jets defensive backs, while devoid of stars, are playing great as a team. So they're they're do if if they were getting any pressure, this team would probably wouldn't be zero and three. It's going to be a you know it's going to be a game to keep an eye on. It it could turn into a blowout, and Derrick Henry carries the ball forty times, and and, and the the Titans end up with you know thirty nine minutes of possession, and, and it's just it, and it's just a, a function of we've got the best running back in the game and there's nothing you can do about it. And then they get a couple over the top because everybody's on the line trying to defend Henry. Um, But, you know, Tannehill will be a little, it'll be a little dicey. I I would temper my expectations on him. Derrick Henry's going to get a lot of run. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Derrick Henry is the highest scoring fantasy player this week. It's going to be a, it's going to be, I think a good game for him. 
On the Jets side, you know, same thing we've kind of said about a, a couple of these other bad teams. Is there anybody worth starting on there? You know, I will say for Wilson, he's had a kind of like a, a murderous row of defenses he's played to start out the season. Hasn't looked good. The Titans defense, not so much. While I wouldn't start anybody on this team fantasy-wise, I am excited to see what Wilson can do uh, against a defense that may that is definitely not as good as the defense he's played to start out the season. And there's rumors that Michael Carter is going to get a lot more run this week. I'm interested to see what he looks like. We haven't gotten to see a lot of Michael Carter start off this season. That being said, though, I'm not trusting anybody. Maybe Corey Davis is like a low-end flex play, but even then I'd be kind of hesitant to throw him in a lineup. How are you attacking these Jets offensive skill players? You know, it's a gamble with any of them. I think the best thing going for uh, the Titans players or, or the Jets players is that the Titans have given up the fifth most passing yard, or excuse me, fifth most receiving yards in the NFL so far. So they can be had, uh, unlike the New York secondary, the uh, the Titans secondary can be had. Uh, so I think if you're going to go with one, it's definitely uh, Corey Davis. But I think Crowder's back this week too. Uh, and we've, we've and Moore's seen, out. Moore's yeah, out with the concussion. And, and we've seen Braxton Berrios – you know, dominate, have a dominating game in the slot for the Jets. So, and I would, I'm sure we would all agree that Jamison Crowder is better than Braxton Berrios. Yes. Yeah. That's not, no. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're looking, if if you're looking for a floor flex play with no ceiling, you know, Jamison Crowder is it. If you're looking for some ceiling, the potential is there for Corey Davis to, you know, maybe get a touchdown in 80 yards. I'm only doing this because it's my guy Felix Sharp's birthday, and he loves him some Zach Wilson. I'm going to take the Jets to upset the the Titans this week, and I think Zach Wilson's going to show everybody why he was the number two overall pick. He's going to throw more touchdowns than interceptions this week, and they're going to surprise the Titans. Well, Matt and I have both picked the Titans, but what I will say is that this is an upset alert game. Uh, The Titans give up top 10 fantasy points to quarterbacks, and top 10 uh, uh, receiving yards to wide receivers. So uh, it's certainly the the form, the 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 recipe for an upset is yeah. on the table there. Yeah. Kansas City at one and two, playing the Philadelphia Eagles at one and two. Andy Reid coming back home to Philly here. The Chiefs have struggled to start off the season. This is their get right game though, right? Yeah. I mean, it has to be. They, they, I mean, you would hope so. If they don't, it's going to be a very interesting podcast between the three of us on Monday. I mean, what the heck else is there? I mean, Kansas City, I, I know that there's a lot of us that are just going, you know, they've got the best tight end, the best quarterback, the you know, a top three wide receiver, so in a good offensive line, okay defense. So they – the odds are there that they're just going to win some games due to explosiveness. Now, our team's starting to figure them out a little bit. Of course they are. That's what they do in the NFL. You you figure people out. Um, Andy Reid has been around a long time. Uh, so his his offense is what it is. And, and you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to execute. I think that, uh, you know, I've, I've not been as high on Hurts. Uh, I think he's got a decent floor for for fantasy. 
because of his rushing. Uh, but I do think Hurts holds back Jalen Rager and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be what? – actually. What's that? Neither one – he doesn't hold back any of them near yeah. as much as Nick Sirianni holds back Miles Sanders. That's very true. I feel like Nick Sirianni holds back this whole offense. What a what a game uh, – a script flipper this has been since week one. We were all in on how Nick Sirianni kind of called this offense, and maybe we should just be like, well, they were playing the Falcons. So they – because they have not – that offense does not look nearly as good. I mean, Hurts has been good for fantasy. He has not been good – for NFL purposes, but I'm with you. This is a great matchup here for the Chiefs. You know, I mentioned, I think that they could limit Hill a little bit. I still think he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver. I, I don't see any way they stop Kelsey, though. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I had predicted the Cowboys tight ends to go off. And as you just mentioned, the best tight end in the game is playing in this game, and Travis Kelsey. The, the Eagles are not going to be able to slow Kelsey down. He's going to have a massive game. It's a get-right game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for the Eagles side, you know, I'm still playing Hurts because I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time production. I would actually be surprised if the if Philly keeps this close for an entire half because uh, I just think that offense, they're going to make some big plays. Uh, but I, I think probably Goddard is the only other guy I'm willing to play. You know, I, I, Sanders I actually think is going to have a good game. The Chiefs have been really bad against the run to start off this season. Uh, so I think Sanders could end up going. Uh, and and end up finishing this up. So, Dennis, before you get out of here, do you want to tell us a little bit about DraftKings? Well, you know, as uh, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, we're proud to partner with DraftKings. Week three of football is in the books, and it's now time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I don't know about you, but I have made it my personal goal to take down a GPP this this year. I'm trying some different strategies, and I've been having a, a I've been having a blast with it. Uh, I'm kind of breaking even so far, but I haven't taken one down yet. But you'll trust me when I do, you'll know. Uh, kick. Uh, let me. I lost my spot. DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet one dollar on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet. Of one dollar, uno dolero, <clears throat> on any week three game to receive one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. If sports books are not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That's DraftKings.com, code TPPN, and place a $1 bet. 
All right, so Dennis is off to a high school football game with the family. Go ahead. Did you did you pick Kansas City? Because yeah, yeah, I'm picking Kansas City. Okay. Hey, I'm not that crazy. It's not Felix's birthday for the Eagles. Nah, I'm not. I'm not giving two games away. I'm just giving up yeah. one. Well, I appreciate you letting me duck out here. My ten year old wants to go to the homecoming game tonight. Uh, you Absolutely. know, he's he played football a couple years ago, and he's really gotten into football. And as he started to become a pitcher, I think he's eyeing the quarterback position here at Hilliard hey. Bradford. Go Jaguars. I, I hear they make a lot of money, so good luck with that. <laughs> Me too. Have a, have a good yeah. weekend, Dennis. We'll catch you on Monday. Right on. All right, so that will leave me here to finish up the rest of these games really quick for you guys, and that'll put us into the 3-0 Arizona Cardinals at the 3-0 Rams. We know DeAndre Hopkins is a bit banged up, but I still think that you can play him. He's going to have a good game. A little bit worried about him going up against Jalen Ramsey this week, obviously, uh, but I still think you can play Rondell Moore. I know a lot of people are talking about Christian Kirk. But Morris looked good. He's continued to get more and more snaps. I just think he's the more explosive player. So I'm all in on Rondell Moore as a flex play this week. When it comes to the Los Angeles Rams wide receivers, we've seen Cooper Cup is he's clearly you're starting him. There's no chance you're pulling him out of your lineup unless you just want to have, uh, you know, you're, you want to tempt fate here and, and upset the fantasy gods. But are you worried about Robert Woods? I have quite a few shares of Robert Woods. He's the wide receiver, too, there. We've seen that he's gotten a lot of volume in the past, but it's not really kind of panned out this year. He's gotten rushing work, receiving work. We've seen a little bit about the, the, this year. I think that continues. I think he has a big game. Cup's going to be the focus, I'm sorry, excuse me, of the Cardinals' defense. The Cardinals' defense has not been good. They've been pretty much in a shootout every single week. And we saw the Jaguars had him on the ropes for a little bit last week. Granted, one of those touchdowns came as a special teams play. But I'm all in on Robert Woods. I think he scores very high this week. Going to have a good week. I'm going opposite. Dennis and Matt are both taking the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals. I, I've just I've been all in on them. Might be a little bit of a crazy pick here for me on them as uh, the Rams are at home, but I'm all in on Arizona and the fighting Kyler Murray's getting the win here. Next up, the one and two Seahawks at the two and one 49ers. Everett is out, so I think that we see a tick up here for Tyler Lockett and Metcalf. Now, Lockett is still dealing with an injury as well. But Seattle's defense got thrown all over by Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings last week. I think that's going to happen here again. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about the 49ers defense. What, what, what am I doing here, folks? But the 49ers defense has been much better against the pass. That being said, with Everett out, Russell Wilson, I think, is going to funnel everything to Lockett and Metcalf. I think both are going to be in for pretty good weeks. On the 49ers side here, the backfield's going to be interesting. Elijah Mitchell looks like he's possibly going to be back and playing. And when Trey Sermon looks like he is going to be the starter, I'm still starting Sermon. I, I think that he's got that upside. It just seemed weird last week. You know, Cannon, Cannon getting a lot of run. It almost seemed like Kyle Shanahan is still punishing Trey Sermon for something. I obviously don't know that for a fact. You know, I don't talk to anybody in the 49ers organization. There hasn't been anything reported. Uh, but Sermon is a very good running back when he's healthy. I think he's going to stay out there. Uh, and I think he's going to end up having a good game. I've got him as an RB2 this week at 23. Um, I think he ends up getting a little bit more of the run. But Mitchell could end up stealing that job back. He definitely looked good in week one. Uh, and we are taking this as a clean sweep on the 49ers. Next up, we have got the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens at... Mile High Stadium with the 3-0 Denver Broncos. Lamar Jackson is still dealing with a back injury. I definitely think he plays. He is not the kind of quarterback who sits out even when he's got, you know, some bowel issues. He's still going to play. Uh, may sit out for a drive or two. Uh, not really sitting out, but he's sitting, if you get what I mean. Uh, but he will come back in and play this game. Uh, I think he's going to be fine. 
But I'm tempering expectations for everybody in this game. I'm going to just jump right in to say the Broncos side, too. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has looked good. You know, Tim Patrick's been out there, Sutton, Fant. I don't think this is going to be a big fantasy game. I would not be surprised if this is like a 20-17 to 17 game. These are both two very good defenses. I think the Broncos' defense is going to be able to limit the, the Ravens a little bit. Uh, and, and I think the same thing for the Ravens defense on the Broncos. This is going to be a defensive fought game. I'm still starting Lamar. I think he's going to end up getting his points because he's got that rushing upside. But I'm worried about Hollywood Brown. He had the two big drops last week. May, it may have even been three if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, he's going up against a very good secondary. Andrews, I think, will be a decent start today. And I'm, I don't know that he'll play, but if he does, I'm very interested to see how Rashad Bateman looks. Probably going to be limited plays because he is coming back from that injury. But Bateman, I think, is going to open things up for this offense. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And on the Broncos side, I'm still playing Sutton. But that's probably it because I think he's going to get fed a little bit in this one. But I'm probably sitting Patrick. And you probably have to play Fant at the tight end position because, again, a touchdown can put you into like a top five play at the tight end position. Uh, Dennis is taking the Broncos giving up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks and have played three mobile quarterbacks so far. So is Matt. And I'm going to be honest, I did not see that. It's going to be a clean sweep here. I'm taking the Broncos as well, which is what not what I was expecting. I, I thought they would be on the Ravens side here. Again, defensive struggle. Uh, but I really think that the Broncos are going to be able to pull off an upset here, and they're going to be able to contain Lamar for the most part with how good they've been against quarterbacks this season. Again, playing rushing quarterback or mobile quarterbacks is what I should put it. The 1-2 and two Pittsburgh Steelers are going up against the 2-1 Green Bay Packers. The Steelers have struggled, and so has Big Ben. They do get Deontay Johnson back this week. Uh, the Packers, you know, they were blitzed by New Orleans in that first game through the air. Uh, that defense has just not quite lived up to what it has been the past couple seasons. And I think we're going to see a little bit of that here. Big Ben... It's going to get the ball out to Deontay, to Juju. I think Claypool's dealing with a little bit of an injury here as well. I'm starting Deontay. I think he's the best player. And I'm starting Najee. You know, I know that they have not been good running the ball. Dude got 19 targets at the running back position here recently. He's going to get a lot of targets. They, they hit him on a fourth and 10 on one play. Big Ben dumped it off to him because he's just, he just trusts Najee already this early in the season. So you're starting Najee. I'm starting Deontay as well. Those are the two I feel the most comfortable about. Juju's probably third for me. I don't know that Claypool's going to get those big plays here against the Packers defense. And then on the Packers side, it's really just Adams, Jones, and Rodgers. It's the big three. You know, MVS are saying might go on IR right now. Uh, so I just don't think you can trust playing anyone, not even Robert Tunyon. You know, he he I don't want to say he was a flash in the pan. He had that really good season last year, had the good week one. Haven't seen much out of him since then. If you're starting him, you're literally hoping for a touchdown, and that is it because he hasn't done much outside of that. It's For me, it's Rodgers, it's Adams, it's Aaron Jones. That's it, taking the Packers to win this game. The 2-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the fighting Tom Brady Gronkowski's going back to New England at Gillette Stadium versus the 1-2 and two Patriots. Obviously, this game is going to be trumped up and talked a lot about. Brady going back home to Gillette Stadium for the first time since leaving. I think they're going to have a good game. You know, the, the interesting thing here is New England has been very good against the tight end. They've allowed the fewest catches and the fewest points to the tight end position. But I think they're going to find a way to get Gronk involved. He's dealing with an injury. But I do think that they want to get Gronk a touchdown, have him do his patented Gronk spike uh, back at New England again. Very, uh, you know, I don't think the fans are going to boo. They're going to cheer. These guys brought them so many championships. Uh, it's going to be cool to see those guys go back. I'm, I'm very excited for them. I think both have a very good game. Day. Apologize about that. They both have a very good day. 
Uh, I do think that Brady, he's 68 yards away from the all-time passing yards record. He's going to break that, I, I would almost assume, on the first or second drive. So, very good game coming for the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown is back as well. James White is out for the Patriots. I think this means Damian Harris is a better play now. He might get more involved in the passing game. Outside of him, the only player I feel comfortable starting is Jacoby Myers. Well, he hasn't scored a touchdown. He is getting a ton of targets. Myers is the go-to wide receiver for them. I'm not playing Janu, not playing Hunter Henry. And again, Myers is like a, an absolute flex play. I, I don't even think I'd play him as a wide receiver too. Damian Harris is the only guy I, I really feel comfortable starting, and he's going to get some run. You know, Buccaneers have been pretty good against the the run, but I, I think Harris will be fine, especially if he ends up getting some receiving work now with White being out, and we are all on the Buccaneers to win this game. That's the Sunday night game, of course. The Monday night football game, the 3-0 and Las Vegas Raiders versus the 2-1 and Los Angeles Chargers. Jacobs is trending toward a return right now. If he plays... I'm not playing him. I want to see what he looks like out there. He did not look great week one playing with that injury and the sickness. And the Chargers defense is pretty good. Uh, they they were able to kind of keep Zeke in check. Although Pollard did have a pretty good game. But I, I, Jacobs is more of a Zeke player to me than Pollard. So I'm sitting Jacobs this week regardless. You know, if, if he does come back, you're obviously not playing Drake or Peyton Barber. Uh, but I would not play Jacobs either. I, just, I don't know that he has a good game here. I would lean co- solely on those wide receivers because all three of them have been good. I mean, Brian Edwards has been really good. So has Henry Ruggs to kick off the season. And obviously Hunter Renfro, you know, despite him not really having much hair, uh, he has been phenomenal uh, for fantasy and at the wide receiver position. And then Mike Williams has just been amazing for the Chargers. I think he's in for a big game as is Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. They're very much, uh, you know, I would say like the Packers, you're starting Herbert, you're starting Eckler, you're starting Allen, you're starting Williams right now. As long as he's healthy, Williams has to be in your starting lineup. This offense has been on fire. You guys know Herbert's been my pick to be MVP. I think that role is going to continue. I'm taking the Chargers to beat the Raiders, as is Matt Fox. Dennis, though, is taking the Las Vegas Raiders to continue their winning streak going to 4-0. and So that'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much for checking in. We will be back on Monday, Matt Dennis and myself to recap everything that happened on the Sunday games and then any other news that has broken before the Monday night football game between the Raiders and the Chargers. We hope everybody or wish everybody the best of luck in their matchups this week, unless you're going up against me because you're not going to need the luck. You're already going to win because the fantasy gods have just scorned me the past couple years and that has continued. So everybody enjoy your weekends. Good luck in your fantasy football matchups and we will see you guys again on Monday. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. It is in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Over the tackle of the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs>